doesn't have a hidden and embedded message, an opinion which will one day become yours. And that's how the system is run. And I've been talking for years about how they take over the entire resources of the planet and make you completely subservient to the small clique of incredibly rich people, rich families. That means food and water and everything you need for personal survival. And we're living through that phase right now. I'll be back with more concerning this coming crisis in the making after these messages. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and we're cutting through the matrix. The matrix is this big illusion that's been drummed into us and repeated over and over and over until we think everything is natural, everything is normal, and things just progress along some strange, willy-nilly fashion, some road that no one really plans, and politicians just hammer out the problems and the crisis as they arise, and nothing is further from the truth. Nothing at all is further from the truth. You should look into the League of Nations, the precursor of the Phoenix-like United Nations. And in the League of Nations, they talked about taking over everything to do with humanity in a socialist-type manner, but on behalf, of course, of the big boys who set it up in the first place, and that was the Royal Institute for International Affairs. They funded it, and they pushed it, and they pushed it through Wilson in the U.S. too, and he was subservient to Gray. That was his contact from England, from London. And Gray gave him his marching orders through House, and they set up the League of Nations. And even then, they were boasting about taking over all of the, the haphazard functions that farmers did for themselves and how communities already worked. It was just too untidy. They didn't have enough profit coming into the big boys at the top. And so they set to work through science and through combinations, as they call themselves, cartels, to take over the entire resources of the planet and wrote about it. And, of course, at the time, no one really believed it, just like today when some of the top players come out and blatantly tell us where they're taking us. We don't want to believe it. I hear what they said, but they didn't really mean it. That's how we, we react because of her indoctrination. Because our indoctrination has taught us that we're children and will always be children, and rightfully so. We should just play until we die in some geriatric home and leave all the major problems in the world to your betters. You know, those invisible ones at the top with the suits and ties and briefcases that are just somehow there. They just happen to be there. You're born into the system, and they're, they're there, you see. And... Uh, this system is coming, this part of the system, this phase of it, is transforming into the next phase of total control. Now, in the 1800s, Karl Marx talked about the three major trading groups in the world under a world government. A united Europe would kick it off, followed by the United Americas, and then there'd be the Pacific Rim area, the region they called it. 
And lo and behold, we've lived through uh, this happening just by chance, of course, and we're guided along this path towards world government where scientific socialism, uh, a science of the mind, will guide and control the general public. But at the moment, they're using the Orwellian phase before they go into that complete Huxley phase, and the Orwellian phase is the big boot stamping on the face forever. That's why you're seeing force being used or the threat of force all around you to get us all trained to go along to the next step, which will eventually transform into the Huxleyan stage, where they will create brand new types of servants. They won't give them any problems for perpetuity. That's the agenda. And of course, as I say, when you read it off over the years, people don't want to believe you. They're off to their fast food places and they, they fill themselves with all that junk and food and all the rest of it is plentiful. And yet here we go. I've been telling you that eventually you'll get rations and ration cards. That's part of a wartime process. And remember, remember at all times we are in, according to the big boys, a hundred years war. They mean business. A hundred years. Not just against the Middle East, but to transform all of society. Starting with the Branch Davidians, they hammered a church publicly on television. Now then after that, the Mormons, you see. And all the media goes into action talking about polygamy. Polygamy. In an, in an, in an era when you have licensed orgy houses for the bigwigs in places like Canada. Licensed. I went to the Supreme Court of Canada by a lawyer to stop raiding these orgy houses that the elite frequent, and they can have complete orgies, but the media quietens that up, but they go after someone who's a polygamist, like, wow, in this day and age. Quite, quite astounding, isn't it? The hypocrisy. But that's what bends the people's minds, because people don't think for themselves. They're actually told what emotions to have when they give you a story. There's a little attachment to it, and that gets embedded in your mind. This particular story has to do with the food and, and the coming crisis now as they create the crisis. Now, now that Monsanto and the other big agri-food businesses, the big cartel at the top, and that's what they are. They're not independent companies. You'll find they're all interrelated. They're authorized to be there. They're authorized to have done what they've done, and that's to take over the seed of the world. That came from a higher decision than some corporate CEO. And this is from the New York Sun, April the 21st, 2008. This is uh, Rice Stored National Food Authority Warehouse at Manila, the Philippines, on April 17th. Now, they've already told us that there's riots going on in places like Haiti and so on because of some rice shortage and a wheat shortage and so on because of some fungus that's hitting the Middle East. It's even going into Pakistan, apparently go into uh, the warfare techniques in uh, the various books that have declassified information on government warfare techniques for total war. Deadly Allies, Canada's Secret War is a good book to start with. Try and find it. you find it for a few cents used. And that goes into the creation of fungus and various other things to attack particular wheat and corn. This is stuff they had in World War II. 
He must create the crisis to come forward with the pre-planned solution. Very simple. Rice stored at National Food Authority Warehouse Manila, Philippines, April 17th. It says um, major retailers in New York in areas of New England and on the West Coast are limiting purchases of flour, rice, and cooking oil as demand outstrips supply. There are also anecdotal reports that some consumers are hoarding grain stocks. Big joke. At Costco Warehouse in Mountain View, California, yesterday shoppers grew frustrated and occasionally uttered expletives as they searched in vain for the large sacks of rice they usually buy. Now, where is the rice? An engineer from Palo Alto, California, Yajun Liu, said, to be able to buy something like rice, this is ridiculous. Now, this is a PR. Please remember, this is given by the media to once again get it in your mind that there's a real crisis going on across the world. The bustling store in the heart of Silicon Valley usually sells four or five varieties of rice to clientele largely of Asian immigrants, but only half a pallet of Indian-grown basmati rice was left in stock. A 20-pound bag was selling for $15.99. They say you can't eat this every day, and so on. So on. the rest of it's a filler. It's mainly a filler to get it through your head. It's a real crisis going on across the world. But if you scroll down on it, they go into the fact that eventually... Um, Rationing, rationing will be considered by various governments. That's really what the whole object of the story is, to get this through your head. Even have Mr. Rawls, a former, a former army intelligence officer, saying even if people increase their purchasing by 20%, all the store shelves will be wiped out. Now, that's meant to get you into a scared state, you see, get you used to it, predictive programming. And also looking to Mark Bard, at parallelnormal.com, who's also done a piece on this. This is going to be a drumbeat. This food and water, food and water, and of course gasoline for energy, oil, etc. A constant mantra until people will come to predetermined conclusions by their programming, gradual programming, and they'll all be talking about the same things as though it was all real and just happened by strange chance all at once. And then they'll be guided through the fact we can't live like this anymore. We need an ordered society. We can't breed like we're breeding. And we can't pick our own mates either because there's too many inferior types amongst us. And therefore, they might even bring out uh, special uh, tests and so on. And permission, permission to have a child. Remember that China, according to the United Nations, is the model state, the mean nation, for the world, that means to follow, including their one child per couple policy. And they really admire China because they, they really have created a, a mass type culture where everyone automatically obeys the system. The rulers love that. They love to watch that. They said the, thing, the same thing about Hitler when he started off the Nazi party and all the bigwigs from Britain and America went over to observe. And remember, Hitler was Time Life Man of the Year twice in the 30s because they loved the way he ordered society and brought in this bureaucratic socialist system of control. They'd already done the same thing after the Russian Revolution, but especially when the Bolsheviks took over with the coup. And they wrote lots of books about this. It was all aristocrats went over.
It was so bad that Trotsky complained to Lenin initially. He said, he said, why are we giving guided tours of our system to the aristocracy of London? It's because the London aristocracy were very, very interested since they funded the revolution in the first place. They were so interested to see how millions of people could so quickly and easily be controlled in a new system, a brand new system, all working for the state. State, the government, in other words. Everyone worked technically for the government. And we're taking lots of data on this. And now, of course, East is merged with West. Be back with more after the following messages. through this hazy, lazy matrix, trying to point out to people who are waking up. There's more people waking up because it hits them personally. That's when they start to squeal, because they generally don't care who's getting hit across the world, but you're going to find out we're all going to be squealing just as loud as everyone else across the planet shortly, as the big boys turn the screws. And I was talking about how the United Nations that took over from the League of Nations from the beginning was to be set up as a global government. Make no mistake about that. But it was to be a front organization, a non-democratic organization that would be, it would run the world in a dictatorial fashion. That's food, water, housing, standards of housing, all your plumbing, electric codes, everything comes from the United Nations and has for years. And their job is to promote uh, the scam of helping third world countries get further into debt until they have to take over with the International Monetary Fund. They've been doing this scam for years. And the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank is just a front shell or a company organization, private, of course, which is like the Bank of Canada. We don't really have a Bank of Canada you won't find it in the phone books. It's simply the floor of a building that representatives of the lenders meet in with representative of the Canadian government. That's what the Bank of Canada is. And it's the same with the World Bank. It's the same big 12, 13 banking families that lend to the, the countries that comprise the World Bank. And their other organization is the International Monetary Fund. They act like the heavies. Once you're in debt and can't get out, they come in and they become part of your government. They tell the, the government how to run their economic system. And they scoop up billions from every country in debt. They scoop it up with their compound interest, etc. This is an article tying in with all of this. And this is the UN's propaganda it was on the, the, the news, bbc.co.uk, and I think it was maybe the 15th of April. And here's the, the UN spiel, farming practices must change. A United Nations-sponsored report has warned that modern farming practices and rules must change in response to rising food prices. Business as usual is no longer an option, 
says the report as extra food costs threaten to plunge millions more into poverty. The study published by UNESCO, that wonderful organization that was set up to create an international brainwashed uh, society of children, that's its purpose, you see. UNESCO in Paris calls for more emphasis on protecting natural resources. Remember Aldo Huxley's brother uh, was the first CEO of UNESCO. More natural and ecological farming techniques should be used, it says. This should include include reducing the distance between production and the consumer. The report is a result of three years of work involving scientists and other experts. Here's that term, experts. As soon as you say experts, you, you, you think it's something holy, as well as governments of developed and developing countries. The authors conclude that progress in agriculture has reaped very unequal benefits and that it has become at a high social environmental cost. UNESCO notes the considerable influence of big transnational corporations in North America and Europe. Of course it does, because they get funding from them. Urgent action is required. By contrast, Latin America and the Caribbean are largely dependent on imported food. The UN body describes the need for action as urgent, warning that staple food prices are likely to continue to rise because of increased demand from countries like China and India, and an alternative use of maize and soya beans for biofuels. That's nonsense with the biofuel thing, actually. The report said, remember, too, part of the United Nations agenda is to get into these little biosphere areas, the habitat areas, where you'll have no public transportation. Well, you'll only have public transportation, no private transportation. So they're going to blame this. They don't want any fuel being, being sold to the public at all. The report says more than a third of the world's most deteriorated land has been caused by farming. They're blaming the farmer. They're not blaming the big agribusiness uh, that basically uh, encouraged farmers, including their governments, who were all paid off to do it uh, back in the, in the 40s and 50s and 60s, to start using all of the artificial fertilizers, etc., to keep their crops growing and make them depend upon the weed killers and all the rest of it sold by the same companies. It's even worse now that Monsanto seems to rule the world. And there's a very good video up on Google on Monsanto the world according to Monsanto. You should look into that. Lots of evidence there, that documented evidence and even little talks by people who helped push Monsanto through various government agencies, including the Canadian ones who admit they were bribed. They were, they were, they were asked if they would take a bribe of $2 million to get the stuff pushed through Canada. Remember, that goes back to what I talked about earlier where Huxley talked about small cliques of men, very extremely rich men, could take over the world. Well, it's been happening. France has called for more European help for poorer countries and for farmers worldwide to raise their output, but is resisting the pressure to ease support for EU farmers, saying Europe must remain a major producing continent. Now, that's the UN's uh, spiel from one side of its mouth, because remember, the United Nations has already stated in the Department of Agriculture that food will be used as a weapon. And also that farming as it's been must go. It's too important to be left to farmers. Back with more after these messages. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.
space folks. This is Alan Watt. We're cutting through the matrix, cutting through the illusions and the con games that are going on as we're herded towards something which is called interdependence, which means total dependence individually on a system, a system that isn't finished with us yet. They want to rule us for every morsel of food we eat. They want to make us obey and serve them, a world state of service, the dream of tyrants for ages. And through the manipulations and the cunningness of public relations and the marketing agenda that's used from governments to the public via media, they're pretty well there. So I'm going to jump to the phones now and talk to some of the callers. We've got James from Ontario. There, are you there, James? Hello, uh, I'm here. How are you? Okay, thanks. How are you? Uh, I just, when you're talking about chemtrails uh, and also at times about uh, autism, it reminded me there seems to be a common link of heavy metal toxicity. And uh, I was reading about some parents have had luck with uh, their autistic children giving them uh, clay baths, mm-hmm. bentonite clay, and been able to pull out some of the heavy metals uh, in a very simple procedure, and perhaps that's something that uh, can be applicable to... Uh, and there's a lot of these things being tried and pushed over the years. Yeah. Uh, now, there are methods in medicine itself where they can uh, take a lot of toxins out to you. They're very expensive. Yeah, and that's why this... But as far as the clay stuff goes and so on, I've never seen a report that actually verifies it in blind studies. And you've got to have these reports in blind studies before you promote um, something. There's a lot of cons out there, too, and a lot of people getting very rich off misery. It's the easiest thing to get rich off of. And so I've got to be very careful uh, when I see these things. And I like to see the blind studies where treatment's been done and there's at least two study groups involved. It's the only way you can, you can actually verify these things. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I just thought since it seems to be a fairly uh, cheap thing, um, it's worth looking or you know reading about or looking into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also with the chemtrails, uh, when I was looking up uh, and starting to see them more, um, it's also worth noting when you see planes overhead that that aren't that aren't spraying. Uh-huh. then you can sort of uh, educate yourself or educate others and say, see, there, there's a plane and there's nothing coming out the back of it. Yes. And uh, I think that's worthwhile, too. You can also, also too, you'll see the same plane sometimes stop spraying and continue going, no trail, and then yeah. start it up again. Yeah. And if that was a condensation trails and they turned off their engines, they'd be falling out the sky. So, uh, no, the white stuff you're seeing is chemicals, and there's no doubt about it, it's all over the world now. Yeah. And I've got hundreds of photographs here. There's no point in even putting them up because they come in every day. And those who can't see it by now are, are literally goners. But they've never been conscious, obviously. Yeah, I, I guess what they're trying to do is, is try to make them look like puffy white clouds. Like in They're the more th- artistic. Yeah, they're more yeah. artistic than they used to be. <laughs> the tic-tac-toe, yeah, well, mm-hmm. I have seen a lot of the straight straight ones coming across the sky here and over time, it can dissipate and, and I guess go over the whole the whole sky and then uh, and and then given time it, you don 't really see a cloud at all. it can just be i think eventually it can be like a blue sky again, but it 's all saturated it 's saturated it 's a milky whitish 
Yes. And even when it's a fairly blue sky, if you look towards the horizon and see the milky horizon, you know that they've been spraying and it's just uh, a bit thinner above your head, that's all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's it. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Now I've got Maggie from Texas. Are you there, Maggie? Hello, Maggie. About, I'd called with a question about Monsanto, but this uh, last caller's uh, comments on chemtrails reminded me that when I was uh, in D.C., Washington, D.C., a year ago, the skies over D.C. were full of it. Now are they spraying themselves? What, I, mean, what I think they're it? doing it. Every, I've seen it over Ottawa when they give you a photograph or on the news on Ottawa. You'll see them above the Parliament building. <laughs> but it isn't that. You see, for everything they do, there's antidotes. But it's a very high level of science, which is never given to the public. And even professor level, they don't know it either. There's a much higher level of science. And these guys can be detoxed by advanced technology. All politicians in the Western world around 1995, this came out in all the newspapers across the planet, suddenly voted bills through where they allowed themselves to be treated the politicians and their families and the high bureaucrats and their families at special military bases. It didn't explain why that would be or what purpose it would be for or why they would get the special treatment. And I'm sure it's to do with the upcoming uh, spraying that were, that's now taking effect. They, they can be detoxified, I'm sure, by means which we will never, ever hear about. Really? That, that just sounds so extraordinary. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, okay. Uh, do you have time for a question about Monsanto? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I worked there brief. Uh, I worked there at a long-term temporary job in the mid 1980s, mm -hmm. uh, just before the great plan emerged, and yeah. I was pretty well asleep then. Although, so I didn't. I didn't retain as much as I wish I had, but I did notice certain things. At that time, they were talking about. Pre, uh, about, um, uh, how shall I say it, uh, selective pesticides, mm -hmm. and uh, Roundup was one of them, and they were talking about the uh, corn and soybean crops in particular, and now we have genetically engineered corn and soybeans, and uh, I guess my major question would be, have these, are the... Uh, are the seeds we're thinking of, uh, corn in particular, uh, are they what are termed Roundup-ready seeds? Because it seems like they have a whole, at least three different types of, of uh, genetic modifications attached to them. Yeah, the, the, the Roundup-ready is being used uh, not only on the soya, uh, on, but on many crops now. It kills every kind of other plant off, and it can dose the, the particular modified uh, plants mm. with 10 times the dose and it's the plants soak up this pesticide remember it stays in the plant uh, but but uh, they will grow and they'll grow big right okay now the pesticide that it soaks up is actually a herbicide mm -hmm. and is, is that then the uh, the substance that is detrimental to uh, humans and animals when they eat it it's Absolutely. a herbicide not a not a yeah, that, that was what's been killing off the bees and remember that uh, West Nile scare they had a while back there? Oh, yeah. Uh, if you notice, uh, the first bird is into crops when the young shoots coming up are crows. That's why you have scarecrows. Mm -hmm. And they were the ones dropping mm -hmm. dead, and they blamed it on a, a West Nile virus. But oh, they were, they were, okay. it was because they were eating the modified shoots mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. of these plants. 
And the bees, yeah. too, um, it was found out in Ontario, Canada, from, from the, the head of the Beekeepers Association, who lives near Shelburne, Ontario, uh, all the birds coming back from the north of his area and all the other, other beekeepers were dying. And he sent off to the government and got uh, their test fields for experimental stuff by Monsanto and others. And sure enough, that's where those bees were coming back from, from those particular fields, and they're all dying. Mm. So they're killing off the bees, too. Okay, so they, so they know a lot about that. And then to this, is the uh, Terminator seed feature added to this same seed? Uh, that's right. Uh, they're uh-huh. putting out the Terminator gene, so there's no, you can't replant your own seed. You, you have to go yeah. back cap in hand every year to the masters right, right. who will decide to give it to you or not. Right. Okay, uh, just one more thing. Prior to Roundup, there was a product called Lasso, which worked with a different main uh, chemical ingredient. It was called an Alocor, and uh, Roundup is a glyphosate, I believe. Anyway, Lasso was the product that was essentially carrying the whole Monsanto uh, Agricultural Products Division. It was a pre-emergent herbicide in soybeans and corn, and it suddenly it disappeared so fast and so completely that I'm just wondering if you know anything about that. It was all over the world. It had different names, Lasso, Lasso. That's right. Faena. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, what happened to that? Alex? I think they're still using it in some of the so-called developing countries. They're, they're selling it out of course. Yeah, yeah they're, they're still selling it under different names mm-hmm. in different countries. That's how clever they are. Yes, yeah, so why was it taken off so completely and so uh, immediately? It would be because of the findings coming back on the, on the, the effects on humans. I mean, but how could they? But that, they don't care. They don't care what it does to humans. That's, they don't that's, care, but they still have to sort of pander uh, when overwhelming evidence comes up about the, the cancer rate and so on. I see. And, and uh, eventually, they won't have to care. But uh-huh. at the moment, they still have to give some lip service and do tremendous uh, public relations to keep going. Okay. Thank you so much. I've wondered about that for years. Yes. Thanks. Thanks for calling. Bye. Yeah, they're, they're uh, an amazing corporations, but look into the world according to Monsanto, one of the best studies done, and you have clips from various bureaucrats, high-level bureaucrats in the U.S. and Canada who are approached by them. Some of them push their bills through for Monsanto, and you'll see the bureaucrats in, from Ottawa who admit in, under oath that, they, they, that Monsanto attempted to bribe them. And those three bureaucrats who were whistleblowers were eventually fired from their jobs, which is standard procedure because Monsanto has more clearance than you think. These are not just big businesses. These are authorized businesses, just like the big boys that run the electronics and the computer industry. They're all linked at the top, and they're given permission to be a good front, real company, but a front nonetheless, because you'll find at the top of CIA and MI6 and so on, the started up many of these companies, and that's why no one can stop them. They have higher authorization to do what they do. That's why every judge across the country has always sided with Monsanto, and the judge in Canada, after uh, taking down a farmer out Alberta way, or Winnipeg, uh, the judge said, I don't care how this modified seed got into your fields. He says whether a bird poops it out, or whatever, or the wind blew it, the fact that it's on your fields, and the guy literally lost his farm. Uh, so that tells you the kind of backing that Monsanto has. Uh, judges will not stand up against it. 
Now we'll go to Mo from Oregon. Are you there, Mo? Yes, uh, yes. Thank you very be, much be, for be taking quick my now. call. Yeah, be yes. quick. Uh, I would like uh, to tell you that United States is under the, the siege, especially in California, that when people are spoken about uh, the unfair uh, of their treatments about this uh, housing bubble, uh, they, are, they are threatened uh, to be taken uh, by the law, imminent law, to take their homes. And I give you a website called ahrc.com, and in that one there is lots of information regarding that even the judges are paid by the government to, to deny the cases of bankruptcy or deny the other cases. So, so people still be in a slave to until end of their lives yes. for that purposes. Yes. And and uh, so, is that the same in Canada? It's the same worldwide. Uh, you see, we, we don't have democracy. We don't, we've never had democracy. We have old school ties and boys clubs that become men's clubs, and they all grew up together, and they all go to the Ivy League schools together, and they run the world. It's very very simple. And through their associations and their licensing bureaus, uh, they can keep any judge, lawyer, or whatever in line. And everyone smells the wind, and they know which way it's blowing, and they know when to be politically correct and do what they're told to do. We're run under an authoritarian system. Very, very simple. Very simple. Yes. Yeah. Have you seen the Trojan Horse, the new North American movie that was made in? I, I don't want to go off into other tangents right now, Mo. We're gone okay. forever and discuss the whole website with everything. But the fact okay. is, but as I say, getting back to what we're talking about, sure, um, sure, the, ju sure. the judges are well aware of the agenda. They want their jobs. They, they like their positions, and they do what they're told. Okay? All right. Thanks Thank for you calling. very much, sir. Bye now. Now, there's Mark from Wisconsin. Are you there, Mark? Hello, Alan. Yes. How are you? Not bad. Uh, I'm looking at a uh, brand-new night. Uh, brand new 08 uh, passport right here and it says uh, this document contains sensitive electronics for best performance do not bend perforate or expose to extreme temperatures so that's already got RFID in it yes and there was a couple quotes in the visa sections I wanted to run across you um, the first one was uh, for this is what America is all about it is the uncrossed desert and the unclaimed ridge it is a star that is not reached and the harvest Sleeping in the unplowed ground. Is our world gone? We say farewell. Is a new world coming? We welcome it. Mm -hmm. And we will bend it to the hopes of man. Lyndon B. Johnson. Yeah, and of can course. You, you can you believe they would put that in an American passport? <clears throat> yeah, and you would understand what they mean by man. And, and those that don't include as man. Oh, Alan, mm -hmm. this is over a picture of a herd of steers with uh, cattlemen driving them. That, that sounds appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds appropriate. I kid you not. I kid you not. They're herding steers. Yes. Well, that passport is your brand. Yeah. Okay. And and there's one quote I don't really understand. I thought you might understand it or can decode it for me. The whole thing is highly Masonic. I mean, there's Masonic yeah. pictures all over it. But anyway, here it goes. Let us raise a standard to which the wise and honest can repair. George Washington. Do you know what that means? Yeah, well, again, their standard has many meanings. Uh, on the one hand, it is standardization. That's why you put a standard in. That means you're conquered. When you put a standard in a battle, you've conquered the battlefield. Uh, and 
uh, it's pretty to do with the standardization process of their plan. Now, remember Washington and others, when he was toasted in by Benjamin Franklin uh, with the picture of the sun rising behind him in the portrait, and, and uh, Franklin said, we, we um, welcome their first president. He said, the first grand master of the Americas, they knew. Uh, this same guy, I remember, Benjamin Franklin said, they hoped this would be the beginning of a world federation. Right, right. That's right in their own writings. Right. So there, yeah. Right. I mean, this this thing is just full of Masonic stuff. It's 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 really incredible. It's unbelievable. Yes. Yeah. And it's in the open. Yeah. Oh, uh, do you know what the uh, golden spike is? Because there's another quote here. It says, "May God continue the unity of our country." As the railroad unites the two great oceans of the world, inscribed on the golden spike. Promontory Point, 1869. Well, remember what, what, what the, the part with the the, uh, the railroads. The, you heard this term when they called it team players. This is the whole thing about team players. You're, you're on track. If you're also on the sea, you're on board with the plan, or you're on track with it. Now, remember, a track runs two ways, and so and it's also two tracks. You see two lines, so two railways. Uh, so you can go one way or the other. We're all going one way, and of course this bunch are going the other. Uh, it's a Masonic coding of perception and how perception is altered. The golden spike is also a reference to an obelisk, turn upside down, and it's a reference to the golden fight Pythagoras, uh, those with, uh, who perfect their offspring. So, so the allegory is they have golden penises, technically. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thanks for coming. Back with more after these messages. Hi, folks. This is Alan Watt cutting through the Matrix. And now do we have Mark in, was it Wisconsin? Is it Mark? No. Okay, just try Tom in Massachusetts. Is Tom there? How you doing, Alan? Not so bad. Yeah. Good. Uh, question for you about that doomsday seed vault uh, up in Norway. Um, they say that that's been set up uh, to protect all these varieties of seeds in case of some uh, overwhelming natural disaster. Uh, would that be more more likely a repository for non-genetically modified seeds that are going yeah. to be kept for the elite? That's right. That's what they are. They're, they're taking the, 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 the old grain from every country and having it sent to them uh, from Africa, from everywhere. Uh, the, the old stuff, the hardy stuff that's proven itself down through the centuries, and that's what they're doing. But remember, too, when they show you one place, they always have other ones which they will not tell you about. They love, right. to, they love to tell you to watch this hand like the stage magician, but don't watch the other hand. So this is pretty standard. Oh, yeah, I figure that. Um, another quick one, try to make it quick anyways, is um, you spoke at times about um, uh, secret archives or uh, portions or areas of, of uh, certain buildings where um, material is kept that isn't for the profane or the person off the street to do research and mm -hmm. make that available to them. Yeah. Um, do you have any ideas as to what type of knowledge that might uh, contain or information? Oh, yeah, they have real histories of the world. Carl Quigley went into this. In fact, in, in the Anglo-American establishment, being the historian for the Council on Foreign Relations or the Royal Institute for International Affairs, he was the official historian. 
and he had access to the records in Chatham House in London and, and also in uh, the Harold Pratt Building in New York. And he fills in all the blanks and tells you how the wars really started, who was behind them, what was the object, and who gained from it. And he openly admits that these institutions had furthered revolutions and wars towards a particular agenda. And uh, it's a fascinating book to read to Anglo-American establishment. So they have them, and lots of them are held in country estates and mansions uh, far away from prying eyes. And uh, they have the histories of the world. They have techniques of control and formulas of control. Whatever's worked before, if you understand the formula, whatever's worked before on humans can be done again and again and again down through history if you do it in the right sequence. Um, well, very good. Hey, I appreciate the information, and uh, keep up the good work. I'll let somebody else uh, pose a oh, question okay. to you. Thanks for calling. All right, we'll see you. Now, we've got Will in Pennsylvania. Are you there, Will? Good evening. Good yes. evening, Alan. Uh, Maggie in Texas prompted my call. Uh, what many people don't understand is that these chemtrails, uh, besides the, the ethylene, dibromide, nanoparticulates, and aluminum barium, uh, cationic, they have uh, polymer fibers, yes. which pretty much it gives them an estimation of where this stuff is going to land. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you like you said, it detoxify, but they don't don't have to breathe this stuff in uh, yes. to begin with. Now, uh, but that's the only real defense you have is not breathing this stuff in. Yes, yes. Uh, if if anyone wants to see something kind of amusing, you can Google. Uh, it's on YouTube. Weatherman radar gets jammed by chemtrails. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got this guy. He's, he he basically spills the beans. He calls it chaff. It's all over north uh, northern United States. And that's right. Canada. Even NASA came out with a blurb last year on it, and it does interfere even with the satellite upload from my house. Uh, yeah, he says, the website. He says it, but we'll have to go it. now. That's the end of the show. Okay. So Even from Hamish myself, it's good night. And may your God or your gods go with you.